This morning I'm only going to short speak for a short time today because I want to allow an opportunity um, to hear some stories about last weekend. For those of you who are visiting us or who weren't able to join us, last weekend we weren't in here, we were out on the field. Uh, we had a festival weekend which was fantastic. Um, we were camped on the field, uh, we had fun on the field, we had storm, we had an intruder, we had all sorts of things that went on that weekend um, but we survived it all and we're here to to tell the tale. So it was fantastic. And I honestly can't believe that it was a week ago. You know, I was uh, on Friday, I was, I was getting things ready at work. And uh, I was thinking a week ago, we were putting up the tents and things. And I can't believe how quickly it has gone. But so many people came up to me and said, I've got this story or God did this or really spoke to me in this way. And so I think it would be good for us to, before we go off, like think about the summer, to um, hear some of the stories of how God has worked. It's always encouraging to hear stories in people's lives of what God is doing. But before that, before we hear some of the stories, um, I want to first briefly have a think about the gifts of the Spirit. Okay, the gifts of the Spirit. Now, the children were looking a little bit at this last weekend of the fruit of the Spirit, but today I want to think a little bit about the gifts of the Spirit. And it's something that I've spoken on before, so I apologize if you're thinking I've heard this before. Um, it's kind of changed a bit. But the Bible tells us to be filled with the Spirit, to be full of the Holy Spirit. And as I've said before, we might think that by being filled with the Spirit, we will have some kind of emotional experience There'll be something that will happen to us that will make us have an emotional encounter with God. Well, it might mean that. It might mean just that, but it might not. It might mean that we totally know that we've had an encounter with God, but it might not. Someone said to me last week, I was chatting to someone, and they said, the last time that I came to Shiloh, someone was prayed for and they flipped like a flip fish all over the floor. <laughs> and they said, well, that, does that happen all the time? <laughs> and I said, thought about it and I thought, no, that doesn't happen all the time. But it doesn't mean it won't ever happen. <laughs> it doesn't mean that won't happen. And uh, I'm not going to promise you the next time you come, it won't happen or it will happen. You know, we don't know. How do you reply to that? Sometimes God does amazing things and we have some kind of emotional experience, but not all the time. You know, I can say in my Christian journey, I've been prayed for thousands of times. Literally, I need a lot of prayer. Um, but I go forward for prayer and I get prayed for. And only maybe four or five of those times have I had those real emotional encounters with God. The majority of the time I come away and I know I've met with God, but it's a pretty normal experience for me to be prayed with. And that's fine. You know, the early church was set on fire when God sent his Holy Spirit. We know that as the day of Pentecost. And the day of Pentecost could be described as the explosion that set the church in motion. It was the explosion that set the early church on their way that started them to move in the power of the Holy Spirit. And I'm so thankful to God for those times in my life, just like last weekend, you know, when you can have those experiences, when you have those powerful, life-changing moments with God. I'm so grateful for those. I'm grateful when I'm lost in worship and I'm dancing around like a 
I don't know. What, do, what dances around? Like a donut? No, donuts don't dance. Something. I'm dancing around, lost in worship. I'm clapping out of time and no one cares because they can't hear me. And I'm joying the presence of God. And I would love those moments. And I'm grateful to God for those moments in my life. But my day-to-day, everyday experience isn't of that, generally. Okay? It's more that I continue to be prayed by the, for, to be filled by the Holy Spirit, but that I can live out my day to day life walking in the power of the Holy Spirit day by day. And you know, I believe that being filled with the Holy Spirit day by day looks more like the power of the Holy Spirit helping us to be the people that God has called us to be, helping us to be the people that God wants you to be. We need the Holy Spirit every day because the word filled means a continuous, ongoing, something that carries on. It could be read, be being filled with the Spirit. Keep being filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, day by day, ask God, God, fill me with your Spirit today so that I can be the person that you want me to be. Paul wrote to the Romans um, in chapter 12, verse 10 to 11, be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love, in honor, giving preference to one another, not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. And fervent in spirit can be translated as on fire in the spirit, boiling over, bubbling over in the Holy Spirit. And last weekend, we finished with a bonfire. Okay, and there was no fear of that bonfire needing to be kept alive. There's some photos of it, okay, that we had on at the beginning, and uh, we'll put them on again at the end. This bonfire flew in the air. Hey, Andy, (laughs) you were like trying to keep it down a little bit, I think. But, um, you know, what do you do when a fire starts dying? What do we need to do when a fire starts dying? What we do is we give it a poke around, then we put another log in it. We feed it, don't we? We feed the fire to keep that fire alive. We keep feeding it so it stays strong and it gets stronger. So it gets stronger and stronger. And in the same way, in our spiritual lives, if we want to keep our fire alive for Jesus, if we want to keep that buzz of the Holy Spirit alive in our lives, then we need to keep feeding it. We need to keep asking God and feeding our spiritual fire. And one way that we do that is by hearing and listening to the word of God, by feeding ourselves on the word of God, by learning the scriptures, by knowing the word of God deep in our hearts. You know, after his resurrection, Jesus appeared to two very discouraged disciples on the road to Emmaus. And after they'd had a long conversation with Jesus, this is what they said to him. Did not our hearts burn within us while he talked with us on the road and while he opened up the scriptures to us? It was while he opened up the scriptures. It's when we learn, know the word of God deep within our hearts that we're feeding. We're putting fuel on that fire. We're fanning into flame that fire within us. Would other people describe you as being on fire for Jesus? Would those around you know that you have a passion in you? They might know that your passion is for, I don't know, surfing or your passion is for cycling or your passion is for art. 
or baking? Do they know that your passion is for Jesus? Is that the first thing they would say? You know, Barry. I know Barry because he's passionate about Jesus. Because all he ever says to me is how much Jesus loves me and how much he loves you. How do people know you for your passion for Jesus? If you're on fire for Jesus, then that's fantastic. Because if you're on fire for Jesus, then we'll want to serve Jesus. And we'll want to serve him so that we bring glory to him. When we're on fire, we want to serve him. And last weekend, we finished on the Sunday night by baptizing five people, which was a fantastic evening of celebration. I don't think I've ever laughed so much at a baptism service. Honestly, it was, it was an awesome time. It was an amazing evening. But the Bible tells us that we need to be baptized in water and in the Holy Spirit too. We need to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And when we're baptized in the Holy Spirit, we receive the gifts of the Spirit in our lives. Romans 12 verses 6 to 8 says this, We have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it is serving, let him serve. If it is teaching, let him teach. If it is encouraging, let him encourage. If it is contributing to the, to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it is leadership, let him govern diligently. If it is showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. And it's important for us to recognize here in this passage that each one of us has a different gift. Each one of you, look at, if you look at each other, if you sitting next to each other, it'll be different to the person sitting next to you. And each of the spiritual gifts are important for the building up of our church and the building of the kingdom of God. And it's our responsibility, it's our responsibility to use those gifts. That's our responsibility. God gives them to us and then we're to use them and to see them multiplied. Remember the story of the feeding of the 5,000, little boy with his gift to Jesus. It was multiplied. That's our responsibility with the gifts that God has given us. 2 Timothy 1 verse 6. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of hands. And to stir up means to fan into full flame. Fan it into flame the gift that God has given us. And to fail to do this is to quench the spirit. It's like putting out the fire, extinguishing it, putting it out. We need to fan it into flame and to use the gifts that God has given us. And you might say, but I don't know what gifts I've got. I don't know. I've been searching and asking and questioning what is the gifts that I have. And the best way to find our gifts is sometimes through a process of elimination. Have a go. Have a go at something. See, see if it's your gift. You know, we can all learn through making mistakes and failure. That's the way that we actually grow and learn. You know, I might say, actually, Nikki, I want to be on the catering team. I'm really good at catering. Okay, that's what that's my thing. And then every Victoria sponge, because I do this, that I bake is better used in the youth team as a frisbee than a Victoria sponge. Okay, and I might think, actually, you know, that maybe isn't my gifting. Maybe that's not where I'm meant to be. And someone can kindly say to me gently, let's think about where your gifting is. Let's not get all uppity and frustrated. Let's just think, actually, no, that's not where I'm meant to be. 
let somebody else show you sometimes where our gifting is. Maybe someone's seen something in you. You know, we see things in other people, don't we, sometimes, that they haven't even seen in themselves. Often I say to someone, have you ever thought about doing this? Oh, no, I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. But actually, they've been doing it for ages. They just haven't recognized it in their own lives. Sometimes it starts with a burden, that niggling thing that God puts in your heart. You just want to do it, that God's put in there. Well, do it. Have a go. See how you get on. So maybe you see lost people and you think, actually, I really want to reach them. Can we do something, please, to reach our community? Well, maybe you've got a gift for evangelism. Perhaps you see need everywhere and you want to help. You want to help in every need. Well, maybe you've got the gift of generosity, of giving. Maybe you're a detail person. You know, I love these people who love working behind the scenes and getting the details right, because that's not me, okay? So I love people who work behind the scenes and get it all sorted. You know, behind every big thing that happens, there's people who are working hard behind the scenes to get the detail done. Maybe you've got the gift of helping an administration. Maybe you want to see people learn and grow. Maybe you've got the gift of teaching. Maybe you want to see people reach their full potential, And you really want to see people come into their own. Maybe you've got the gift of encouragement. Well, encourage. Maybe you like to take people into your home. I love this. Feed them and bless them. That's the gift of hospitality. Don't just think, oh, I like having people round. That's a gift of God, you know? And it's becoming rarer and rarer and rarer in our society today. You know, I notice this here in Guernsey. We had um, a guy who visited us the last night of the festival. And uh, he came from Portugal and he's working around the corner at the Lobster and Grill. So if you want to pop in and say hi, I'm sure we'd be delighted. Um, He just popped in and he said, it's so nice to see community come together because we just don't do it in Guernsey anymore. And it's so true. You know, I've, one thing that we've learned about our house in France, we used to think we lived in small community here in Guernsey. But in France, we leave our door open and our neighbours come in, and our neighbours come in our garden, and we go in our neighbour's garden, and the dogs come in, and everything comes in, and we just sit there of an evening, and everyone's in and out, and the houses are open, and the gardens have no hedges. We aren't in our little boxes. It's all open, and it's just lovely, and it's community. You know, the gift of hospitality is really important for people feeling welcome, and it's more important today than ever. You know, I often speak about at church how we're all bricks, okay? That's not an insult, you're a brick, okay? And we have our part to play in building the church here. And these gifts of the Spirit, they're not toys that we just play with, but they're weapons that we fight with to build for the kingdom of God here at Shiloh. And you know, last weekend was an amazing demonstration of this. Tim with his gift of worship, you know, just got the teams together and sorted it out. Um, Mike on the tech was unbelievable. His gift of tech, oh my goodness me, isn't that such an amazing gift to have? Um, Nikki with her gift of hospitality, there was more food than we could imagine because she had that heart of generosity in blessing, you know. Vicky with her gift in the children's work. Simon with his gift in the prayer and the prophetic, organizing the team. Adam and the youth team, and the list goes on and on and on and on. People welcoming, people serving, people giving of their time, using their gifts to see the kingdom of God built. We all have a part to play. And you know, I am so excited at the moment about the future of the church here at Shiloh. 
I couldn't be more excited than I am at this time because we have a church that is full of people moving in the power of the Spirit, moving in their giftings. People are finding their giftings and they're serving. And that is so exciting because we're going to see God's kingdom come here as we move in the Holy Spirit. And last weekend was just the beginning of something new. This summer might seem like we're about to go on a bit of a break. And uh, we are. We're going to have a few weeks where we just... Okay, but don't see home trip as like, oh, a week off church. It's church together. It's really important. It's building relationship. It's time together. It's in those conversations as you walk to the beach or, you know, as you're swimming in the sea together. Be me. Um, and whatever you're doing, you know, it's that's church together. And I want to head into September firing on all engines. You know, we want to head into September energized, refreshed you know, excited about what God's going to do. I want to see us using the gifts of the Spirit that we can work in the supernatural in a very natural way, you know, day by day, so that we can share Jesus with a broken and hurting world. I want to see young people finding their true identity. You know, it was great last weekend. One of my personal highlights was disco through the decades with old and young dancing together. You know, it was just awesome living on a prayer. Hey, guys, we're singing away, jumping away, you know, without the boundaries. It was fantastic. And I want to see young people finding their freedom and their purpose in God, the purpose for their lives. You never has there been a time, people, Denny's will tell you, if you want to know, ask Denny's. There's never been a time where our young people are struggling as much as right now, okay? And we need to do something about it, okay? And I'm delighted that as a church we're pushing forward because our young people are so important and we need to just share with them the dynamic power of God's love to see transformation. I want us to see to be reaching a world, to re- reaching our world, reaching those that the world says are unlovable and saying you're loved and you're precious and you're welcome here. We practice hospitality here and you're welcome here because Jesus loves you. That's what I want us to be doing um, as we move forward together. So my challenge to you this morning is over the summer to keep putting logs on the fire Okay, keep stoking up your fire. Spend time in God's word. Spend time in God's word. Use your time wisely. Get to know Jesus just that little bit better. You know, I was so challenged, and I know I speak of him a lot, but um, Mike Pilavachi was saying the other day, he just goes outside every morning, just sits and spends the first hour with God. You know, just sits there and allows God just to speak to him. Let's uh, just... Let's just do, be, do what we can to get to know Jesus better, you know, so that we're ready for a new season in this church. Spend time getting to know Jesus. And if you don't know where to start, ask us. We can help or ask Adam because I won't be here. So um, ask, ask, ask Adam or the elders to where do I start? How do I pick up my Bible? Where do I start? You know, it just, I'm really stuck. Ask, keep asking questions. Ask God to fill you again with his spirit. Try something new over the summer. Have a go at something. 
give something a go or commit to doing it from September. We're so excited about this new season and we believe that we're going to see men, women, children, young people come to know Jesus like never before. It's happening already. Lives are being transformed and we are seeing growth in an amazing way and we want to see more. And we believe that we will see God's supernatural power move in natural ways as we move into this new season.